1: There's nothing worth more than memories. My shame is undone
0: He is more than you could ever need. He's more than the eye could see. I don't deserve his love, but he's always been there for me. You see, Jesus met me when I was at my lowest. And if you don't know Jesus, know this. He is the greatest example of generosity this world of greed has ever seen. And when Jesus hit the scene, he changed the scenery and met diversity with serenity. If you're looking for peace, he offers plenty. Jesus was and Jesus will forever be king. And when the angels sing, they sing of the grace that was displayed for sinners like me. I can't explain him and I can't describe him. And if I could, he wouldn't be Jesus because you can't explain eternity and you can't comprehend the galaxies. But it was the loving hands of Jesus who spun them into existence and created man knowing he would go to the cross to pay our sentence there was a certificate of judgment with a period after the sentence and we were sentenced to death long before he said it is finished he is a father to the orphan a shelter for the homeless a hiding place for the abused and an anchor for our storms he stormed the gates of hell and came out on top and the power of his gospel cannot be stopped even when the world tries they try a lot. He traded places with Barabbas and became the catalyst of missions across the world covering every portion of the atlas. If you're in need of rest, I know of a mattress. If you don't know Jesus, your future is tragic, but he gladly embraced tragedy so we could live in his presence of majesty. His presence is presence and it's his presence that presents preciousness to a world of peasants. He is far from pretentious but still loves those who are. He is a liar to the world and hung the stars. He brings the dead to life and delivers life to the dead. He took a crown of thorns on his head so we could put crowns at his feet and I I can't wait until I get to kiss his feet that were nailed to a cross for me and for you and for every person around the world. He loves the world and I love his word because the word became flesh and in his flesh he demonstrated the word to the world. He is an example to every boy and every girl. He is a lover of black people. He is a lover of white people. He is a lover of the unchurched and the assembly under the steeple. He doesn't see the believers failures but still takes time to celebrate their faithfulness. It's the power of the spirit that enables us and gives us boldness when the world labels us, and if you want to label me, please call me a Jesus freak. If that freaks you out, good, because it's better to be good with God than to fight being misunderstood by a world that could never understand. So let it be understood that I don't worship man, we worship Jesus. And although he doesn't need us, he still sees us and pleads with us to run to the cross where he bled for us. His heart bleeds for us, his heart grieves for us, but still graciously grants us a pardon for our treason in a season where the world tries to explain away the, the work of the Spirit with human reasoning. There is a reason they can't. Because the Spirit is like the wind and the wind cannot be seen. But loved is the one who believes without seeing the unseen. I'm telling you today that Jesus is something. He's something more. He's something great, and if you want to know him, you don't have to wait. He stands at the narrow path with a key to the gate, and you only have to reach out and embrace his grace. I don't care who's president, I have a king who is always present. I don't care who holds musical celebrity, the voice of the Lord will always be the sweetest melody. I don't care who owns the riches of the globe, my Jesus holds more wealth than one ruby on his robe. I don't care who is the strongest or the fastest, nothing matches the creator of the universe and his immortal infinite status. I don't care about religious leaders who died and stayed dead. I'll only worship the one who conquered death and wears a crown on his head. His name is Jesus, and I'm telling you, he's something. He was faithful yesterday, and he is faithful today. I can feel his presence whenever I pray, and when the time comes for me to fade away, I'll remember the day I heard him say, My name is Jesus.
2: How many of you would agree with me that uh, the struggle is real? What do I mean by that? Well, we're in a pandemic, and it's changed the way that we do everything in our lives. Schools are different, and if you talk to any parent that has never uh, woken up in the morning and and had to prepare lessons or get get their kids ready for a Zoom class, the struggle is real. And, uh, you know, going to uh, stores is, is different now. People got to wear masks as they go in, and the struggle is real because there are some people that are pro-mask and there are some people that are anti-mask. I was talking to a uh, manager of a store in the community where I live, and he talked to me about a situation where a person came in that was very anti-mask. And a very nice uh, lady, elderly lady, uh, was pro-mask. And she just asked if, if that person could wear his mask. It ended up with a big dispute where he threw his groceries down and actually threw groceries at the manager. So the struggle is real. And as we move on in this, uh, in this series, as we continue to go through Paul's letter to the church in Rome... Paul's going to get to a place where he's going to really hone in on the struggle that we have as people trying to do what's right, aligning ourselves with the things that God calls right. Remember last week we talked about how the law is good, The the law is God's standard, but it's not God's best. And what we find is if it was God's best, then Jesus would not have had to come. You see, Jesus Christ is God's best. And because he loves you, because he loves me, he brings the best out of us. And he knows that we're all going through a struggle. We're we're struggling with relationships. We're struggling with sin. We're struggling with all of the things that, uh, that really hinder everything that we have. So as we go through this final part of chapter 7, I believe that the Lord is going to speak to many of us this morning, and he's going to meet you where you're at and help you with the struggle that you may be facing today. I believe that God is going to do something in your life and in your heart And in your mind, to get you to a place that you know that God is real in your life. So as we look at the struggle being real, I want us to start out uh, with one thing that all of us have probably said at one time in our life or, or another. How many of you have ever said, help, Lord, help me? I catch myself saying that on a daily basis. Help me, Lord. I have a deadline. I have something that I'm, that I'm dealing with. I have a struggle. I have a, re, a relationship that, that is hindered by uh, maybe a dispute or, or the tension of, of disagreements. And I say, help me, Lord. The psalmist put it like this. He said, I cry to you for help, Lord. In the morning, my prayer comes before you. In Psalm eighty-eight thirteen, the NLT puts it like this. Oh, Lord, I cry out to you. I will keep on pleading day by day. Why is the psalmist crying out for help? Because the struggle is real. Why do we cry out for help? Because our relationships are struggling to become what they can be. Our our, our our daily uh, struggle with sin is is constant. And so now we go to Paul's letter in chapter 7, and we're going to start in verse 14. And Paul said this. He said, so the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not doing one. Uh, I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And so we come back to the law. Paul Paul wants to stay with the law. Remember last week we we learned that the law is 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 good, but it's not God's best for you. And the law shows us that, that we need a Savior. It shows us that, that, that we are sinful. It shows us that we fall short of the glory of God. It's that mirror that we look at, and it says, you have done wrong. You have not kept the standard. You have lied. You have cheated or whatever. And we need another mirror. We need another image. And I understand that the, the trouble is not with the law. not with the law. But at the same time, the law is incapable of transforming your life. The law just shows you that you need to be transformed. It, it, It points me to the reality that I need a transformer in my life. And that transformer is Jesus Christ. He is the one that has the power, the ability to change us. And and that's exactly the reason that religion does not work. God never called you to be religious. Beloved, you need to hear that today. God didn't call you to be religious because religion is an attempt to appease God at us doing right for him. And that's not what he wants. He wants a relationship with the one that did what we could not do. And that's what Jesus did. He went to the cross and fulfilled everything that we can't in our own. How do I know that? Because as Jesus ministered on his time on earth, he had religious leaders called Pharisees. Then there were scribes. Those, that, those were the lawyers. And they knew the scriptures But Jesus, when he he saw their words, their actions did not match up with your words. And that's what happens with religion. Our actions don't match up with our words. We can speak up here, but our lives are down here. And so Jesus said this to to the religious leaders. He rebuked them. He said, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside, are full of bones of the dead and everything unclean. And, and here are these religious elite the teachers, uh, the, the, the lawyers, uh, the ones that knew the scriptures, the, the law, the Pentateuch, the Torah they, they knew it like the back of their hand. And Jesus said, You know the word, and you're whitewashed. Everyone looks at you like if you got a lot of good. But the reality is there's a lot of bad that's going on on the inside. And there are a lot of religious people that sit in churches that put a wonderful exterior look upon their life. But their interior is really filled with a life that does not come up to the standard of God. Because God doesn't care about the standard. God doesn't care about your actions as much as he cares about your heart. And so the struggle is real, and, and, and we cry out, "Lord, help me. Lord, give me strength. Give me the ability to, to, to navigate through the difficulties of life uh, of life. And, 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 it, and it points me to the reality that while the law is good, the law is weak. It's weak because it can't transform me. It, it can't change me. It just points me to the reality. That I need a change every hour and every day. But the one that has changed me has been Jesus Christ. The second thing that I want us to grab a hold of is that the struggle is real. What you need to know right now is that you're not alone in your daily struggle with sin. All of us are facing temptations. All of us are facing anxieties. All of us have this spiritual war going on in our life, and we face it daily. Every one of us is battling. I uh, received a phone call from a friend that said yes to Jesus recently. And he tells me as, we, as he's talking, you know, he's he's new in the faith, and he says, "Bro, I I, I, I I'm so messed up." And his and it, he used different verbiage than that. He says, "I am all effed up. I, I I messed up my family. I messed up with my with my kids. I messed up with my life as a parent and as a husband." And I listened to him, and I answered. I, I said to him, "Yeah, yeah, you are, and so am I." I'm all messed up outside of God. But here's the reality. Because of God, because of God, he aligns us with the purposes of Christ. He en- enables us, he en- empowers us through the power of the Holy Spirit. I prayed with, with that, that friend of mine and, and as we prayed, the, the, the Lord uh, came and he showed up and, and the Lord is about forgiveness and compassion. And those convictions that he's having now our convictions that he didn't have at one time because the things of righteousness are foreign to us when we're living in that realm of Adam. We've talked about that, that realm of, of sin, that realm that, that is filled with, with uh, anxiety, that, that's filled with, with an independence of God, that's filled with uh, just living your life on your own. And then when you come to this place where you, where you come to Christ, then you begin to have the convictions of God and you begin to recognize sin for what it is. And sometimes the enemy tries to put condemnation. Sometimes the enemy wants to make you feel like if you haven't measured up. And that's where the struggle gets real. But you need to understand that that's not God condemning you. God is a restoring Savior who wants to change your life, who wants to come alongside and help you in whatever you're facing. Paul went on in verse 18. He says, I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. I I want to do what is right, but I can't. I, I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And this is the marker of the of the of the Christian life. It's it's a, it's a it's a marker and the gauge of Christian living. You begin to recognize sin for what it is. And I don't care if you're a pastor or you're a school administrator or, or you're a judge or a law a, a law enforcement uh, you're in law enforcement. It doesn't matter who we are. We cannot win the battle on our own. We can't win the, bo- the battle by, by putting to-dos or not to-dos in our life because that's putting law right back into your life. You, you, need, you need a different way of life. You need the way that is pointed through Christ. You need the, the power of the Holy Spirit to enable you to overcome that sin that tries to dwell in us, that tries to live in us, and allow God to take over. The message paraphrase puts it like this. I need something more. For if I know the law but still can't keep it, and if the power of sin within me keeps sabotaging my best intentions, I obviously need help. I realize that I don't have what it takes. I can will it, but I can't do it. I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. I decide not to do bad, but then I do it anyway. My decisions, such as they are, don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me every time. The reason is that the battle is real, and we cannot win the battle ourselves. We absolutely need the power of God. We win that the battle doesn't have to be fought on our own. We win by coming to the one that has already conquered sin, by the one who has already conquered death, by the one that, that, that takes us out of destruction and takes us out of a destructive existence and empowers us to overcome what's in front of us. There's someone that is watching this morning or this evening or this, this, this night. There's someone that is watching And you're battling with this struggle of sin. And you need to know that Jesus is on your side. That Jesus has come to give you victory. That Jesus is your champion. The one that will champion the the, the victory that you need as you live your life. You don't have to do this alone. You can have God come alongside in whatever you're going through. Here's the third thing that I want you to grab a hold of. The answer is Jesus. Paul Paul wants for the church in Rome to know that law is not the answer. Jesus is. Paul wants for the modern church to know that law is not your answer. Jesus is. Do not put yourself under law. Do not, do not uh, succumb to not, to not come and, and, and let yourself come under law in any way, but live your life under the grace and the love of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul goes on and he writes in verse 21, I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably, inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? And then he goes on, verse 25. Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see it it is in my in my mind I really want to obey God's law but because of my sinful nature I am a slave to sin. Do you notice that the apostle Paul he took time in this letter to focus on the difference between law and grace because he knows as people how we would default to to living life on our own and and if we if we default to the law if we default to living life under rules and regulations, and us trying to uphold them in our own ability, we will live a life of struggles. We will live a life of guilt. We will live a life of shame. But if we choose to default to the one that is the answer, the one that conquered, the one that is our champion, Jesus Christ, we will triumph in our daily life. We will triumph hour by hour through the power of the Holy Spirit and through the power of God. Always remember that the law says, do, 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 and keep doing. And the cross of Jesus Christ says, done. The cross of Jesus Christ says, it is finished. The cross Of Jesus Christ says, forgive them for they know not what they do. I love the way that uh, the message paraphrase puts it. It says, I've tried everything and nothing helps. I'm at the end of my rope. Is there no one who can do anything for me? Isn't that the real question? And then the answer, verse 25, the answer, thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and does. He acted to set things right in this life of contradictions where I want to serve God with all of my heart and my mind, but I'm pulled by the influence of sin to do something totally different. You see, the battle is real, but there's a champion, and he's never lost a battle. He was with David with, against Goliath. He was with Gideon as he faced armies. He was with with Moses as he went before Pharaoh. He was with Paul and Silas in the prison. He was with Peter as he walked on water. There's a champion of our faith and his name is Jesus Christ. And the writer of Hebrews put it like this. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. What I can't do, Jesus has already done. What I need help with, he's provided the Holy Spirit to empower me. Where I've missed it, he's shed the cleansing blood to forgive me of all my unrighteousness. And to restore me into right relationship with the Father. But I had to say yes to Jesus. And, and the Lord is calling you to say yes to Jesus. If you've, if, you've, if you've started your walk with Christ, you need to know that that the champion never leaves you, that, that he's with you on a daily basis, that he understands your struggles. He understands your temptations. He's walking with you in everything that you're going through. He, he, he's here to empower you with the Holy Spirit. You're not alone. Walk with your head up high. Allow the the word of truth to saturate your life. And walk in the power of that word. If you've never said yes to Jesus, today's the day that he's he's calling you into this relationship with him. That he wants to initiate faith in your life. He wants to champion the cause for you and keep you in his good standing in what he's done from the very beginning to the very end. In the process of until you see Him face to face at the end of your life or when He comes. God loves you. He loves you so much. And you can grab a hold of that love so that you can overcome the battle that you're facing. And it's as easy as A, B, C. The A just says, just says you have to admit That that battle's bigger than you. You need to admit that that you trying to keep rules and regulations hasn't worked. You need to admit that the law is is good, but it's weak in your life. You have to admit that you're a sinner. And you've got to be, believe, that Jesus Christ is who he says he is. That, that, That his way is better than your way. That he is the absolute truth in your life and that, and that all the trouble that you're going through, that he's the one that can help you overcome what you're going through. You, you put your trust in him today and let him take over. So you, you believe in Jesus and the C is you confess him. You confess him as your Lord and your Savior and you choose to walk with him from this day forward. You make that positive step, that, that action step that's going to change your life forever because you will walk out of that realm of darkness, that realm of destruction, and you're going to step into the realm of the forgiveness of the Almighty God. You're going to step into the peace of Christ that surpasses all our, all our understanding. You're going you're to grab a hold of the power that can silence the chaos in your life the anxieties that you face, all these things that are going on, God is bigger than what you're facing today. And so I'm gonna pray a prayer and I know that many people are going to to say yes to Jesus. It's a simple prayer. It's just God, I come to you today and I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I need God in my life. I need Jesus in my life. And so today I believe that Jesus is who he says he is. I choose to put my trust in him. From this day forward, I I believe that that the cross meant something. When he went to the cross at Calvary, that he died for all of my sins, my past, my present, my future sins. I also believe, Lord God, that, that Jesus rose from the dead on the third day, that he's alive. And so I confess him as my Lord. I confess him as my Savior. I say, Lord, take over my life. I choose to follow you from this day forward. And I choose to, to, to live in grace, not in law. I, I, I choose to embrace forgiveness, not in my attempts to make myself right, but in the, 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 the truth of the finished work of Christ that makes me right with you from the beginning of this day to the end of my life. And I pray this in Jesus' name. And if you said that prayer, we are like so excited. We're, we're raising up our hands. We're cheering you on. We're on your side because God's on your side. And if you've said yes today for the first time, put them praise hands. Them Hallelujah, praise hands. Say, yeah, I'm starting my walk with Jesus Christ. Or you can put uh, on the comments place, you can put, I said yes to Jesus. And I want you to know, no matter where you're at, no matter where you're at, that, that, that God has a great plan for your life. And Living Word Chapel, we want to be a church that comes alongside and we want to encourage you we want to strengthen you we don't want to put pressure on you we want to uh, be a help and and let the word of god be our source we we are a church we are a church that our mission is to love and to empower and transform people through the living word because we know that this is what changes our lives the word of god changes our lives through the power of the holy spirit because jesus is the living word and so we're applauding you today. We're excited for you. And we're just believing that today's, today is the start of the best days of your life. And so God bless you. And if you're here and, and, and you're a regular and you walk with God and, and maybe you've been going through a struggle and you're thinking, I'm all alone. You're not alone. Jesus is here. He's here to strengthen you. He's here to help you no matter what you're going through. And know that God is faithful. He's faithful today. He's faithful tomorrow, and he's faithful forever. So God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And have a wonderful week. And we believe that it's a good day in your life. In Jesus' name.